Beyond Film Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to Beyond Film Podcast. This is episode four. Uh, this podcast is photography. Um, photography on set, on location, behind the scenes photography. I'm talking to Scott Kershaw, who is a photographer, and he's going to part some words of wisdom and his uh, experience as a photographer on set. So let's get into it. Back okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, come on, come on. Is that good? Lounge now, yeah. Lounge. Yeah, yeah. You're comfortable. Wow. You come this podcast. I've listened to a lot of them. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Have you? Which is your favourite? I'm gonna quiz you now. I what like you Mark Maron, What the Fuck. And I like uh obviously Beyond Film, Life Johnson. And, uh, that's what's getting at. <laughs> I like Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill. About the Weinstein oh, the Weinstein story unfolded. Right. That's pretty good. And the New Yorker and all that sort of stuff. Hello, welcome to uh, Hello. Beyond Film Podcast. Um, Good to be here. Thanks for coming, man. Um, I I love what you do, and I'm always I'm always happy to try and get you on on a shoot. I was happy to be on the shoot. <laughs> uh, and all, well, how many shoots have we done now? At least I say like eight or ten. Well, I mean shoots, we've probably done about twenty, but like and jobs actually commission, you know, mm. commercial jobs. I'd say. Well, there's been short films. Commercials, I'd say, like, yeah, into double figures, twenty maybe between ten and twenty. Is it? Maybe, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I appreciate it when you when you do you you like, mate. Every now and then you throw me a bone and you like come on a a music video that I'm doing, like, <laughs> you know, or, or like a short film or something yeah. that's no money, but you know, I like to think that you get something out of it. Yeah. Great stuff, yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of satisfaction. There was some great stuff from that. Your the fried teaser, egg promo. fried egg promo. Yeah, the, uh, the guys from Phantom Mile as well. The music videos. Oh yeah, yeah. They're playing London, are they soon? Are they already? Uh, they did. Yeah, um, they're, they're gigging all the time. Okay, so let's just put it into context. Let's uh, like so everyone knows what you do. What what do you actually do, Scott? Well, I'm I'm a photographer, um, and. I suppose a lot. I shoot a lot of commercials these days. I, I generally shoot people. I mean, I kind of it depends what I get booked on, and I'm not necessarily just interested in shooting people, but it just seems to be the way that that that's it's been. It's probably my strength, I suppose. Um, and um, yeah, I kind of came from a music background initially, shit working for music mags and and editorial, and then I worked up for quite a few years in um, TV drama. TV comedy, mm. uh, a few films as well, like kind of um, not loads of films, but like you know, kind of a, a handful of decent films, not Hollywood blockbusters, but uh, but I, I think on on that uh, there I learned a lot, and I'll, I'll probably go into more detail about that later. And now I kind of I still work on, in TV uh, and um, and film, but I also work in commercials these days and um, and do a lot of um, portraiture and stuff like that as well. Yeah, and the reason that we work together is that more and more shoots, you know, whether they be adverts or whatever, they uh, they try and sort of make sure that they can kill two two birds with one stone, get photography on the same in the on the, in the same uh, on the same day, so they don't have to try and you know waste any money. Uh, yeah, I think it's a budget thing. It's yeah. a budget I thing. I think the industry's changed. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, like you say, kind of it, it's about. Um, they want to get the the TV the, the the video assets and the stills on the same day. So yeah. I think that's that's kind of we're working in TV and film and understanding like the hierarchies and stuff mm. that that come with it. That would set me in good stead to sort of 
working commercials, really. You, you, are, you are very good. So the reason I've got you on, really, is to talk about sort of the BTS and trying to get even like, you know, something like marketing, uh, whether it be online or banners or whatever it is, they're trying to get it all in one go on the same day. And I get it. I understand. And if you can, why not? Uh, and if you can save money that way. But, you know, it can be challenging. And it, it can be challenging for a director, especially when you're working with a photographer who, unlike yourself, who doesn't really understand the chain of command. The, well, I wouldn't call it. We'll call it that, mate. I was, it, it, that makes it sound really. Uh... Well, I just think that TV. Uh, that I think you, it can, it's the most creative. It's one of the most creative things, you know. Kind of, and but I think ultimately, a lot of it is made in the same way, you know. Kind of. There's a hierarchy. There's a, a, a chain of command. Maybe that's the wrong phrase, but there's kind of there has to be order, yeah, for the creative thing to, to happen. So everybody has, needs to know the place and understanding that machine mm. is a, is a, is just as important, especially when you're working on set. It's just as important as having the technical knowledge and stuff. You know, well, you're just not getting under anyone's feet, and you know, like there's already a lot of um, time restraints, and just it's being able to fit what you have to do in between everything else from from my perspective it's like okay so we've got now got a schedule for after after we've shot this setup we've got to make sure that you know we can't break down that scott can go in and get what he needs and given the time that you need as well so you've got to work really quick because you're yeah. kind of on the back foot all the time yeah i mean sometimes you, you might get an easy morning you know your dop or you shoot that they're shooting long you're outside mm. you know but then in the afternoon you might be in a tight box room and you know, and the, and there's, there's there's far too many crew in there already before you've even gone in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I used to work in TV when I first started working in television, and I get the call sheet, and I'm like, I don't understand that. For a start, I was like, I just don't know what really what it means. And then I'd be like, Why is everyone standing around all day doing nothing? That would be, that's what that was my initial thing that I thought. But <laughs> that's what I thought for maybe the first year of being on a TV set. So I was like, It just seems like everyone's standing around. But then you realise no moment is wasted, really. There's always some reason why things something stopped and everybody knows their place. I think that's why I mean about the, the machine or the hierarchy. It's like kind of everybody knows what they should be doing and yeah. kind of, and if one person isn't on point, then it slows everything down. But And it's just a case of, um, obviously, there's a lot more variables to kind of making TV and film than there is shooting stills. So you're just kind of a part of the... Uh, machine, and I say that in a in a in a kind of affectionate way. Yeah. I, I like to be part of the machine. You know, yeah, I like yeah. working a part as a big team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how it, that's how it works, and it's yeah. kind of you know tried and tested for a, a long, long time. But what I look for when, when I usually get you on the on these jobs is that and there needs to be this sort of um, mutual understanding of like working together. Of like you got five minutes here, five minutes there, and like you know just knowing that I, I'm considering you as well as part of that machine that I know that you've got enough time with people. Yeah. And that's, that's appreciated. And it's not always um, the case with some no. directors and, no, it's, no. and, and for, well, not really directors, but first ADs and first assistant directors, you know, it's kind of on, it's often probably their inexperience that, and they've obviously got as a first AD, they've got, they've got a lot on their plate, but sometimes it's a bit of a battle, but yeah, it, it's always appreciated when you're working with somebody who's kind of, um, you know, respecting your, what you need to get. It is always important, but sometimes it's, I think sometimes with stills, you're kind of a necessary evil, you know, yeah. and that's why it's kind of, that's where the pressure comes, you know, and, um, but everyone's under pressure on a film set to a certain degree, but it's kind of, you've just got to kind of keep calm and keep plugging away, really, you know. <laughs> no, and you're really good at that, actually. Yeah. And and I would say that I've actually learned quite a lot from you about like um, 
manage people management and managing the talent as well yeah that's what i that's what i like i think yeah that's the kind of fun part of it yeah and then being like you say with time time constraints it's kind of having a little bit of a, a little few tricks up your sleeve to kind of get what you need quickly like what like i always like dance around and if i want to do something a bit stupid then i'll have to do it first i act it out right and i big and i'm six foot three and you know I'm not telling you how heavy I am, but I'm not a small man. So kind of if I'm prancing about, then they see me doing that, then they're more inclined to do it, I suppose. It kind of puts them at ease. Yeah, it's always like, or maybe like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll ham the Manchester accent up a bit for certain things and I'll kind of pare it down for other things. You know, it's kind of, it's just about, <laughs> I suppose it's like just to suit, pitching it right to get what you need, you know, and um, but making people, people feel comfortable, I suppose, is the main thing, which yeah. is what a director does as well. But I suppose the director, I don't know, it's not always what a director does, is it? It's, it's kind of sometimes it's going to make people feel uncomfortable, but... Um... Yeah, it depends on the director as well. Yeah. Some, some are happy to hide behind a monitor and they just do their do, do Which their is thing. what you don't do. <laughs> no. But, I, which I, I, like that, I like that you don't do that, you know, and kind of... I've been on pop promos with you where you're kind of up a ladder, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I, I don't... <laughs> That's that's usually through necessity. That's, like, that's another thing to do with time, I'm sure. But you know, you you were on the uh, legal and general ad that I directed. Yeah, well, that was that was great. That was a good job. You were part of the ad in the I ad. I was in the ad. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I think I signed a release at one point. I don't know. I can't remember. Did you? I hope you did. I made the cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I, I made sure that you were in it, mate. <laughs> but then that that's kind of like a great job because as from a stills again from stills, it's like. It's a, it's an ad, so it's shorter. I mean, like again, I think it will say the difference between like film and TV and 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 uh, and commercials is it, they are easier in a way because it's kind of you're making something. Time is probably a little less tight. So what, yeah. Ads are easier. Not easy, but for stills guys, yeah, because and also because like the clients there, there's a generally a stills. If it's a, for a big agency, then there's a there's somebody there's a producer who's dedicated to getting the stills and making. You've got sure the creative team there as well. Yeah, so it, you yeah. can they can you can push back a bit, you know, and, and kind of you can you, you're in the schedule where sometimes you're on a. On a on a on a you know say a BBC drama or something or a piece of comedy and it's like there's no there's, your, your name's not in the schedule once maybe at lunchtime you know like you'll get like ten minutes whereas like wow. so now it's like a, it's a negotiation between you and the first AD as to when you get what so oh. that's where it's important for experience. How does that how does that make you feel? So you're on a set. It like... stress me out a little bit, but it doesn't anymore because I just kind of just got a, you knowing who to go to and knowing who to speak to. Like sometimes you might know that you've been in the game a few years, you might know the first AD and that's always a bonus. Mm. You know, or you might know the sparks. That's always good as well. Can you leave the lights there for me for an extra half an hour, 20 minutes? So when you're when you're on set, um, are you pretty much on your own trying to sort of fight your corner and get things like like you're saying, like going up to Spark and saying, "Can you leave that light for another five minutes?" Like, does it feel like such a, a, a you're kind of scrambling for time, or do you have somebody there fighting your corner? Sometimes you have someone fighting your corner, but I mean, like the go, going up to speak, like for example, going up speaking to the Sparks. That's your responsibility to do that, yeah. and your responsibility to speak to the first AD. And like, if you need to get the first AD away, to one side at some point. And also, like, one thing I was taught by... Uh, I worked on a film with Victoria Wood years ago, um, and it was a cool... It was a musical. It was shown on Christmas oh, Day. Oh, please tell me you got some words of wisdom from the wood. She was all right. She was a bit... Um, she was cool, but, again, she wasn't, like, gushing. You know, like, I kind of, like... I worked with her professionally, but, like, I wasn't, like, going for a pint with her afterwards or anything, yeah. you know. But she was great. You know, she was directing it as well, so... Yeah. 
She's had a lot, a lot going on. Fair enough. You know, she wasn't actually in it. She just directed it. But it was quite a good cast, a good British cast. Um, it was a musical, so I'd never worked on a musical before. So that was kind of a, quite a bit of a learning curve. The producer is a, another. His name escapes me again, but she's a big producer. She produced that day we sang and a lot of um, big TV drama. Mm. And I went up, just started taking pictures of some of some of the actors because I was like on a long lens and they were just kind of, and I was in the darkness and thought they're not going to notice I'm here anyway. And she came up to me. She said, like the thing is right. I'm having a go at you and everything. I know you're under pressure to get this, but what you should do is before you take a picture of any actor on set, you should always introduce yourself to them mm. and make sure they you know your name. And like, so now when I go on set now, I, I, I introduce myself to as many people as possible. And it's a really good way of disarming people. You, 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 know? you, you make your presence known. Yeah, you have to do that, yeah. Especially yeah. someone like Stills or... Uh, and a runner. You, the runners always do that as well, don't they? Because they could quite easily go, go could be seem invisible. But if someone, if a runner comes up and tells you their name... Mm. And then, then they're always more uh, visible to you. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I think that's kind of so. Always introduce yourself to the first AD if you can get if you can find out the third AD. Definitely introduce yourself to the Sparks. Definitely introduce the DOP. Definitely. I mean, kind of. I'm a frustrated DOP anyway, kind of. But I, like you said, I learn a lot of I learn a lot of DOPs. You know, especially when it comes to lighting spaces. Yeah, yeah. Discipline, but um, but yeah, I've learned a hell of a lot on. Uh, especially when it comes to lighting and directing as well. I mean, not that DOPs don't direct that. Well, I'm watching directors, watching DOPs, and watching Sparks as well. I've learned a lot about lighting from watching gaffers and you know and stuff like that. Just the way things are lit. You oh, know? they're yeah. so underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, getting a good gaffer. I'm doing something really with like next to it. nothing as well. I'm kind of like wow, like that's kind of yeah. I remember like doing this cop drama in Brighton with like Ashley Walters and um, it was called Scrub. Uh, Cuffs. It only did one season, but it was like it was all this kind of 150 mil Michael Mann bashed car stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they were, the the cans were coming in, and then all they did then was they wanted to shoot the reverse, so they just the DOP would just flip them out, put orange gels on, and then it looked like we're behind the car. Then, and I'm like, that's fucking great. That's economic, yeah. you know. And it's kind of like it times up against it, and he's like, I would never have thought to do that, you know. Yeah. And he was young. He was like, he was 30, you know, maybe. Yeah. But it is like that kind of that camaraderie and that kind of. Especially when you're up against it and the weather and it's raining sideways, it's like a bit of a siege mentality and kind of you know you're all in it together sort of thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it is it kind of is it nice being on the, the peripherals sometimes? I know you I know you ingratiate yourself within the team and you're and, and you don't you don't want to be seen as an outsider, but like you yeah. kind of are. Really, it is nice. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, it it is nice being on. I know I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it is nice being on the outside. I mean, it's kind of it's changed a bit now, but it used to be like. I used to get booked off the publicist, either at Channel 4 or BBC or Sky or, or sometimes like Tiger Aspect would have a an else publicist. So you weren't even part of that crew. You were kind of the line producer would crew up and then publicity would book the photographer. Mm. And that's the way it used to be, but times have changed now and it's like it's the line producer who books you, you know, because so you are kind of on that crew list, but you did almost feel like a bit separated from everything and like Yeah. Which in a way kind of was good because you kind of it was it was, good, it was pros and cons like you, it was good because if you had an issue you could go straight speak to the publicist yeah say this guy you know especially if it was like an in-house publicist at a production company you could say like this this is this guy's not really not giving me what i need i just wanted to i'm not not slagging him off i'm just telling you that it's kind of he's not easy to work with and like you know um, well you're the, you've, you've, you're there to do a job and you've got to come out with the goods at the end of the day and if you don't that's that's your neck on the line and yeah and and it's the same with everyone i mean even i try I mean, when we've worked together and i've tried to be very mindful that you've got to get your stuff as yeah, well yeah but even when i am like i get caught up in the day 
and, and I forget that sometimes I forget, you know, that you're there to do that job. You've got to be like thick skinned as well. You know, you've got mine being like absolutely screamed or shouted at. You can't take it personally. You know, it's kind of, that's a, I mean, that's any role on set, but it's like kind of, if the director says, just get out of the fucking way, you know, then it's not, he doesn't mean it, or, you know, and you, you know, it's kind of, it's just, you're in the way, <laughs> you know. It's funny because I just kind of learned, especially, I learned a lot of being on set and, and I kind of got into being working on set and filming TV sort of by accident because of who I assisted for. Mm. And um, and then when he kind of was, he was quite successful, like a guy called Matt Squire. And then, so we started passing jobs my way. And at the time I didn't really have the kit because that's another important thing about being on set is like, you need all the lenses. I mean, you don't necessarily. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to put anybody off who's kind of just starting in the game to kind of, because you can get by, but what you realise is kind of, you have to be sort of be covered for every eventuality because there's kind of, well, this would work on a 130, but I've only got a 24 to 70, then you're kind of... Right. That's another thing you didn't get. And I'm not really a kit head. I'm not one of these people who like, you know, kind of goes on about or reads what's the sharpest lens or kind of which is better, Sony or Canon. I was like, to me, they all do the same thing. Some of them are better than others and some of them are better at certain things than others. But I know a really successful advertising photographer, fashion photographer, and well, not fashion, but he does a lot of, he does a lot of football, as for example. And he's like, he only owns one lens, <laughs> you know? But like, yeah, and he's like... He's been in the game for like 25 years, longer, you know, but it's like on the TV film set, you can't really get away with that. No. I remember, you know, you used to have to have a blimp, you know, like kind of a big plastic blimp with tubes for all, and it was like, it looked like a Dalek, you know, on a, but like nowadays, obviously we're in a different era, you know, there's Sonys and mirrorless cameras, so it's, which is great, it frees, it frees us up, you know, and the and um, the quality is great, so it's not as cumbersome and it's, it makes it easier, you know. So when you're on a, a drama, and I'm sure the, the briefs would uh, differ for each one, but like, what is a, a typical brief that you would get, say that we need you to capture X on set, or we need you're going to have time with the actors, or you, we, we need it for what they need it for, what formats they need it as well. Is it just online? Is it billboard stuff? Like, what what is your typical brief? Oh, what for usage? Well, um, well, you'll have you'll you'll. It used to be you'll get what was called a um, unit days where you'd be shooting on set and then you'd get what was called a specials day where you'd kind of like do the or key art they call it some people call it key art some people call it specials and that's kind of like with the lead cast the lead actors getting stills of them and you'll have time to light them what and they're used for like they're used for like any promo yeah. any kind of poster any sort of lead promo any sort of um, paid for you know content but nowadays it's different so it's like you'll they'll say right we'll We'll be shooting for six weeks, you'll probably get a day a week. And that the producer will kind of um pick I when when lead cast are in. Right. So it's like we did this thing with Jessica Hines and David Tennant and then Rab uh, Nesbitt, what's his name? Gregor Fisher was in it. A lot of the days you're booked on will be led by the talent that's in. And then it's quite interesting. So it's like they wanted to be on the day Gregor Fisher was there, for example, because like the Scottish press will be eat that up. Yeah. They love that because he's like a legend up there. Eat up. Yeah, eat up. Eat up. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, and I was great. I wanted to shoot him. He's a cool guy. Um, so it's it's very much like the publicist, will, it'll be targeted, you know, of what they want to get. And um, there's a symbiosis between the two now where it's kind of like you want to get stuff to camera on set. You want to get the unit stuff where it's kind of, but then you're also kind of like, Given a free reign, really, to kind of like, right, if you get the time to be with an actor. So that's a fine line, you see, because yeah. the specials and that, when you're kind of using, when you're shooting, the, 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 the cast know that they've got to be there for this photo shoot. Yeah. So they know that they're giving time to the photographer. And then the rest of the time, when you're on set, 
you're shooting either while they're turning or just after they're turning and you're, you're getting this cast and you're trying to set... Because sometimes stuff will, won't work. It might, it'll work when they're shooting film, but it doesn't work for a still. No. Because obviously they're, they're kind of turning round, they're turning over, exactly. So it's... So it's more we, like shooting fish in a barrel. So, you, so that's when you're kind of... Yeah, so it's more... Well, just kind of they'll, they'll go one way, then they'll kind of turn yeah. around and it's like... So if someone sat around a table, for example, it's a, it, doesn't, it doesn't work as a still. No. So you've got to then work out, how is this going to work for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And you might be that it just doesn't. Yeah. But, it, but then it's like, well... So then you're like, I'm not... So you need to have read the script for a start... Right, okay. Because it's like, otherwise you're like, if you've not read the script, then you, you're going in blind. Mm. But if you've read the script, then it's like, well, that's pretty nuanced. That That's kind of like, she's almost crying there. So, you know, well, that's that's big. I need that. Yeah, yeah. So you know that if, any, if you're going to get anything out of the scene, that'll be probably be a bit, that, that sort of crescendo, that sort of, you know, anything that's kind of where the, the, the most dramatic. And you have to be quite literal with stills as well, whereas like in film, it can be a bit more nuanced because it's longer, it's a different mm. medium. You know, you yeah, can be yeah. more sort of... And also, the di- as a director, you can play it a bit this way, play it a bit that way. And then that, that can affect the story. But like in stills, it's quite literal, especially yeah. television stuff, because it's going to be like quarter of a page or like maybe half a page or full page. So you've got and so you've got to be mindful of like things like that, how, how things are going to work on the page or how things are going to work online. So your you know? shooting ratio must be sky high then? I try to shoot less, but I'm just awful. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm the machine. I take a machine gun approach when I'm on set. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have to. It sounds, yeah. like, it sounds like a necessity. It yeah. also sounds like... Um, when you're making selects at the end, it must take a long time to get through something like that. Are you given Are you given enough time to get through your get through your? Uh, I say rushes, but yeah, your, your same shots. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just like managing expectations, really, at the back end. I mean, a lot of the time with commercials, like everything, want, they want a lot less, so that's good. And also, people want to see this quicker. But I think what happens with TV drama is you'll just kind of give them a taste. Hmm just so they can feed out to their superiors and and then there's a window because they're going to be in the edit for like god knows how many weeks and yeah, yeah. you know and then it's going probably going to be another it might not go out till six when six months after wrap so you, so you, you do, do have, have that time, time. the you only thing time. is you can't share them yeah yeah, anybody. yeah oh it must be frustrating and then by the time it comes out on tv you forget <laughs> <laughs> you're on set you're working with actors and you're having to kind of direct them for stills right yeah and now these guys are used to being directed Yes, and is don't like stills though, you know. No, no. This is this is this is this is, this is my question. So obviously, there's you know, there's a slightly different approach. Not a lot. And some of them, some actors don't like stills. Okay, uh, I can understand because it's a little, it's different, and it's out. It's may, might be out yeah. their comfort zone, and you know, your your approach is great because you know you humanize the whole thing, you make it less awkward, and mm. you kind of you have a more jovial approach. Now, does that? Has does that work generally, or is that is that has that approach come out of your experiences working with actors? Yeah, um, I think it's just about being yourself. I mean, like you know, and um, doing what comes naturally. Obviously, you have to pitch it right. We were, we were kind of talking about that before. I mean, that's why we're doing it. That's what, that's one of the things we love about it. You know, kind of working with actors and kind of and it, and they're often great to shoot. And like some people will give you loads. You know, mm. I think it's about like, pitching it right. I mean. Obviously, I'm not going to start mentioning names. No, now. no, I, I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't expect. But some to. people are like, they're almost like they want to take. It's like they want to be taking the pictures as well. They're like kind of like they're directing you in a way, and it's like, well, that can be a bit frustrating. But, but um, no, I, I, I find I find um, because it's their brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very close to that, and I think with, with when they're shooting like a, a TV drama, they know that 
you know, there's a big team there. They're going to make them look shit hot. They've just met you, one guy, yeah. who's going to take I mean, a still. I, I get it. You know, like, I mean, I don't like my picture to be taken. And, you know, I think... You're so uh, photogenic, uh, mate. Oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are quite are quite tough on themselves in that respect. And I think when it the, the sort of stakes are much higher when you're in the public eye and, you know... you a picture that you don't like can then be just shared around the world. Yeah, I mean, they all have approval, the, the bigger names anyway. I'm sure, so, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. But I, I think they, 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 they care and they want it to be as good as it can be and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the time, like, you don't want to just turn up and, and you don't want any sort of surprises. You want, you want to know what's happening and what's, what the photo yeah. is. And I think it's and just... still there, you don't want to annoy them either. Because if you pissed them off at the start of, on the first day of set, then it's like, it's an uphill struggle for the rest of the time. You know, because that... It amazes me how you're still working. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. No, I say <laughs> being rude from a spare time, mate, you know. <laughs> from my loved ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so it's like, again, it's about pitching it right. You know, you're going back to saying, like, when you're working with actors, it's like, and obviously now, the, the, obviously the, you do the key art day and that's, they know that they're having the picture taken and they've been in hair and makeup and everything, but then sometimes you're on set and there's a bit, the time where they're doing nothing because obviously TV, the nature of it, they are people are sat around a lot. Yeah. Do you use that time or just? Yeah. They... Well, the thing is, that's the thing. You have to know when the right time to say, right? Can we just play a few here? Or are they just like, I'm trying to sort of? Oh, they could be like reading lines reading or reading lines, lines you don't know. Or so. just trying to sort of have a bit of uh, so a bit, bit of a break. Oh for yeah, it. and tire, acting's tiring as well. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to be mindful of that. So it's a fine line between. Yeah. You can't get nothing, and you do need them to play a few for you, and you do need them to kind of recreate. Because, like I said before, like when you, someone sat around a table, it doesn't work as a still. Yeah. It works because when you've got two or three yeah, cameras yeah. on it, it works. Or yeah. or one camera that moves to a different position then you kind of stitch it whereas that's not an, an issue a, a, an option with still mm. so so it might be that you kind of when they're in the downtime so it's a kind of sometimes if you get a good if you've got a good rapport with them yeah. you can kind of just go up to them directly but then at the start maybe it's worth kind of going to the first first mm. or you know and kind of and then and also making sure that makeup hair and makeup are ready yeah because yeah. they'll go well, i'll do a few but i want checks mm. so if you're if you're then spending 15 minutes waiting for the makeup girls then you've, the, the moment's gone and she's back on set and you can't do it. Or, yeah. You know, so it's, uh, so again, it's back to that understanding the hierarchy again, you know, and kind of, well, you, that can only come with experience, I think. Well, you, know? you, you need to know the sort of, yeah, the hierarchy, the structure of, of a shoot and you kind of sort of it used to frustrate me, but navigate I, through yeah, that. Yeah, it used to frustrate me, but now I actually like it. Right. Because I understand it and I understand like, I like that kind of order because it's quite almost like military a little bit. On yeah. a TV set, lunch is always on time because the army marches on its stomach, and you know, and yeah, you know, it might run late on that at the end, but you'll always have lunch at the right time. And the drivers pick you up and take you to unit base, and you're always back on set on the dot, and you know, and every minute is accounted for. So it's mm. like this sort of machine that keeps rumbling on, and like I kind of like in admiration of it, I suppose, well, in a weird kind of way. You know, like, if it wasn't like that, you'd be even more lost because you wouldn't know yeah, yeah. what's happening where, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know where you fit. Yeah, knowing where you fit, that's 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 essential on a TV set. Yeah, yeah. it is important. Yeah. When you're working with, you know, it could be talent on an advert, it could be, you know, like, uh, you know, a big name on a on a on a on a on a film or TV yeah. drama. What kind of tips would you have? Like, what? Okay, I'm going to give you a scenario. Right, it's a TV drama. You need to get one of the protagonists, one of the leads, and you need something that's quite 
quite in the moment, dramatic, says something about the actual subject matter. So you need, you kind of need a performance from someone yeah. on their downtime. What, how would you approach that? Just walk me through it. Well, first of all, I'd, I'd like go back to what I said before. Like, make sure you introduce yourself to everybody on set and they know who you are yeah. and they know your name. Because if you know your name, then you've already kind of, you know. So when you go back to them later on, so it's not uh, happening. Yeah, hi, whoever, you know, hi, Nick, hi, Steve, you know, whoever, then they kind of, then they kind of feel, then there's an obligation on their part to kind of work with you, you mm. know. The other thing is, if you want to get something that's obviously dramatic from them and everything, then it's generally going to be part of the script or a variation on something that's in the script. So do you do you try and put them back so in that? So know the script. But do you like, because you're doing this separate to actual shooting. So you're... Yeah, so you're you saying something like, well, we, want to, we need to, obviously kind of this, it was, that last scene was fantastic and kind of, you know, it's it's definitely something that's going to work and maybe quote the line take, back to them. Or take them back to that moment. That, then actors like that, because you, then you're kind of like, all oh, right, so I just have to kind of, yeah, and they might, sometimes they might go, oh, well, what do you mean? Or, but like, at least you're kind of showing that you know you know the script and you know and you know what it's about and you're you're investing in their character a bit. So generally, are they, are they quite open to that direction as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes they look at you as if like, do you think you're the director or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Yeah. But that's when you say, remember me. I say, I, I came to you earlier and I yeah. introduced myself. No, but sometimes they're like, also, even if they know who you are, they're like, <laughs> what, you think you're the director now telling me to. But generally, they're like kind of doing that tongue in cheek, I think, for the most part. So, so it's kind of. But that's another. And then another thing I will say is about that is kind of try and be ready. Your time is going to be limited, most even more so on drama than on, on a commercial. So it's limited time. So, or the back of the trailer, then it's like then you, your window's gone. It's, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, the back on set. It's, so, it, it sounds like quite a dance. You're, you're kind of yeah. you're, you're kind of sort of dancing around. You're on your feet. You're 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 kind of in and out of this sort of well-oiled machine, but you know how it ticks along, so you know where to dip yeah, in and out. Yeah, You are very good at that. I've noticed, like, like some of my shoots haven't been that regimented. In fact, they've been well, like that, chaos that, that shot we did, that legal and general shot, like, it couldn't be regimented because it was just the way it... It needed to be, like, ramshackle because of the nature of where you shot it, you know, like... True. Yeah. Well, obviously, they were, it was. I mean, it was regimented because, obviously, it was like, but... I thought it was pretty regimented. I don't really have to... To worry about you. I've, I've worked with some stills guys, and he, you know, in the past, and it's like we're not in sync. Yeah, it's like they don't really know where the ba- the boundaries are, and they're just before you know it, they're, they're actually fucking right in front of a take. You know, yeah, like, where, which is frustrating. And where, where 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 have you come from? And hang about. I mean, it will happen that every now and again. You know, like to photographers on set, it will happen, you will get in the way. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm sure, and I never get angry. Oh, you'll be it's like, just, you've got to turn the beep off and stuff, and you shoot, or you, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah, oh, your flash goes off, you forgot to turn it off, and then that, that's really, that happened that, to that, you? Really, that's happened to me many moons ago. Yeah, and the di- the first said, "Scott, you and me are gonna fall out." <laughs> I was like, oh, you had, a, you had a proper mank first AD. No, no, he was actually from the home counties. That was just like what he said, but that was me in my accent saying that. Trying, <laughs> tr- trying to be rock hard. You and me are going to fall out, Scott. Like that, or something like that. I don't know. Estuary English. That's kind of take, taken the sting And out I was of it, like, but... yeah, I felt like digging a hole and crawling into it because I was like young. I was like, must have been 20s, you know. So I was like new to it. And lots of cameras have got better. <laughs> you know, like, mm. you know, you can shoot at like 1600 ISO now. And as long as you're on a decent lens, you can get away with it. And, and as long as you've got like a 2.8 lens, then whereas like, you know, when I first started, it was like, so I, I may be showing my age now, but I might even been shooting neg. 
probably maybe at the very start maybe still shooting like 800 neg pushing it a stop and stuff like that sending it on a bike to the lab and everything which shows how old i am I, again i don't want to get bogged down in kit because that was just talking about like no, no, you can't deny that, that the technology has got better and so it's really it, it's it really, made life a bit easier it's made life easier yeah and harder at the same time i think like because well think, the expectations are higher now from from the client yeah, yeah. exactly and yeah. i think you know yeah life has been made easier but like you say there's so much more expected and asked of you. Yeah, I've, I've done stuff for days where it's like, I think I've got loads. Mm. This generally happens in television where I think I've got absolutely loads and they're like, oh, but you didn't get this. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, how on earth would I get that? Or, like, or they'll book me on a car, car chase days. So you just sat on the back of a stunt truck with a polarising filter shooting people in, in cars. And I'm like, yeah, stunt car, stunt tr- stunts are great, you know, and kind of car, car chases are great, but they don't work for stills. So it's a wasted day. But then sometimes you'll get absolutely nothing, but they'll just get one or two frames and they'll go, that's brilliant. We love that. But like, you'll think you've got nothing. Yeah. But then they're, they're, they're seeing it from their perspective. But you've kind of got the money shot and that's kind of... Yeah, you've got the lead. It. Yeah. That, the, you, were, you were there to get that yeah, and nothing yeah. else that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Uh... When I first came to London, I I, I, did, I was I was shooting um, stuff for eBay Motors, and I was at the BTCC, is it BB BTCC motor racing? I can't remember. Christ but anyway, uh, eBay like had their own. Or something, or? Do you know what? I, might have been. Um, but they went All right. So it was like press day. So I was just there with the five D getting video. Right on the day, I was like videographer getting stuff. And then I'd cut like content for uh, for eBay, and uh, they put us in the back of this uh, back of this car with the the backup, and I was there with uh, two other photographers, and literally it was just a chain that went across us to stop us from falling out the back, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just buzzed it round. Yeah, it's mad. No, I got safety. <laughs> none whatsoever. I mean, we had this chain, but like we weren't. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it would pass any safety no. regs. And um, I got well into it. I was like, I was like leaning into the chain and then like going right, right down to the ground as, <laughs> as, 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 as the race, as the, as, you know, as the, as the, getting some good stuff. as the road was like whizzing <laughs> by and stuff. I was, got, I got An well into rider. it. <laughs> got well into it. I got some fucking A shots. But afterwards I was like, that was weird, a weird scenario. Have you ever done anything like that? Well, well I've been, I've been a lot sitting on the back of stunt trucks with a polarizing filter trying to get people driving cars in a car chase but it's just yeah again you've just shoot loads and you're just tra- trawling through it mm. and um you know you a monopod is like essential on any tv set you know kind of not a tripod because you're just getting in people's fucking way and it's too slow but a monopod is like it's a difference between the sharp shot and a soft one really a lot of the time you know because like if you're like mm. you know directors are kind of different aren't they well no it depend, depends depends like, I, I like to know it's uh, it's a director's job to have a good solid, solid understanding of every aspect of making a film yeah yeah and you, because you, know. you need you need I, I wouldn't feel confident directing someone if or asking for something if I have no idea what I'm I mean call me old-fashioned to no me, no I agree I to agree, me that yeah. to me that is quite important in any walk of life you can't really uh, direct somebody in their in their chosen profession if you don't really have an understanding of it as well it's quite interesting when you see a producer who's been a director mm. and you do see that i think quite a bit yeah and, uh, and then it's kind of and there i've seen it like when i was on that day we sang and i think the produ- the producer used to be a, a director and um he's like they're kind of like talking about kind of how much time they haven't got and what they need to get 
And the producers weighed in and goes like, well, drop that, forget that, turn that round that way, yeah, yeah, do yeah. that, shoot that, get that shot, and then we're done here, we're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, and, also, and that's what they do. You and, know? Also, and also, no one can bullshit him. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly, he goes, no, yeah, no, yeah. I know that's not going to yeah, take that long. So stop like trying to, we're not going to get it. And, you know, yeah, yeah. and they make the exact decision or whatever. But, um, but I think like directors coming from all these different walks of life, and, like you kind of a, an editor, a cameraman or before, and then, but then sort of directors often come from, just different walks of life, you know, kind of a more theatrical background or... But no, I think, no, totally. And I think that's know. why every director's different and that's why you get a different director for different jobs. But, um, like, yeah, I'm from an ed- editing background and I have a... But also, you're kind of... But you've got a critical position, you know, you're kind of... There's certain things that you're into yeah. cinematically, you know, yeah, you're yeah. influenced by... As is as am I as a photographer and... Um, so when you in your own work, you know, your own films, like... But at the same time, I'm saying that your work kind of, like, the willingness to sort of... Like the the satisfaction is like it's a there's a bravery shown that you're gonna shoot a do a period drama and like and it's a comedy and like but then it's also like kind of there's like some Abel Ferrara zooms in it or and it's like so that's good that's a willingness to sort of diversify and play yeah you know and and you know and I basically but then got, it's still got a lot of you in it I go through does that make I, sense I, yeah, yeah yeah I I just go through like obsessions yeah and there's like a bit of an homage there's like. You know, like the you know, kung fu flick, and but then it's all your work. It's got your stamp on it. But then it's like your willingness to sort of try. Whereas, like some directors don't do that. They kind of like just, they, you know, like this is uh, my shake. <laughs> but like Shea Meadows, like he's kind of only going to make a shake. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's yeah. always going to be of that kind of. It's always going to be like kind of a bit depressing or whatever. You know. Actually, I saw I saw, I saw the trailer for the new Wes Anderson film. Well, there you go. I mean, and I was like, am I watching a Wes Anderson film or am I watching? Somebody ripping off a Wes Anderson. I don't know, no, could no. anybody rip him off though? It's like it's that meticulous, isn't it? You know, he's, like... he's gone full fucking. This is it. He is Wes Anderson, but he has gone full Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes. but he makes like journals and does illustrations of his sets and stuff, doesn't he? And like, yeah, it's, it's very like, um, it's not. It's great and it, aesthetically, it's amazing. It's not something that I'm drawn to personally, but, but I, I, I don't get, dislike him. You I know, would get like, bored of it. If I was him, I'd be like, I don't want to... I find it a little trite and a bit, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. a bit... I can't keep doing this. <laughs> you, know? I, you know what I mean? I can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. And that's, that's, that is definitely... Um, I don't, and I don't know if it's the same for you as well. You know, people try and pigeonhole you. Like, oh, that's your aesthetic. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. And then that's how we can sell you. And then, you know, producers and, and reps and whoever go, ah, well, this is Scott. This is what he does. This is his thing. And that's... There's that, pros and cons to that. There is totally yeah. pros and cons because that's how you get work. Yeah. But at the same time, you go, am I going to do this? Like, is this me now? Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a good question. And, and I met with an agent and... He was kind of saying, you know, exactly what you're saying. He's, he's sh- we're looking at people on their site, and then he was kind of saying, "Oh, this guy, this photographer, and like he did all this sort of stuff, and he did all that stuff." And then, but for then, we just kind of decided that for a year, for a year, he was just going to shoot this these style of portraits, and that was all he was going to do. And, it, and he said, but it, it nearly didn't work, you know. And that, and uh, but then he ended up getting Guardian weekend covers, and then he probably got seven or eight of those. And then that, then you're in the machine now, and you know, and, and then you can start. Yeah, now he's doing like Tissot camp, you know, watch campaigns and stuff like that. Right. So then you're kind of in the in the echelons of making serious money, you know. Um, but it sounded quite strategic. It's very strategic. Yeah, yeah. I know another guy, another photographer, um, Chris Rhodes, who is 
who we assisted together. He's a bit younger than me, but he is... Is he the guy we went to his gallery? We went to his, we went to his show, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, again, he's like, you know, Eggleston meets sort of Italian neorealist, and then he does all this wonky sort of fashion stuff and all this sort of, you know, incongruous sort of like, um, you know, kind of high heels with lobsters popping out of him and stuff. And it's just kind of like, there's a language to it. He's sort of creating his own language, I suppose, is the best way of putting it. And it, But he's done, he's done that, and he's taken the plunge, and he's kind of, almost like what, you know, kind of, Someone said to me, like, putting freedom is like putting restrictions on yourself. Yeah. You know, like, kind of saying to yourself, well, I can do this, I can do that, I can do the other, but I'm not just going to do this one thing and do it well. That doesn't work for everybody, obviously, but, I mean, it's kind of... The, there is that element of the industry, especially in a town like London, where it's like the, the rep- people who represent creatives, they want to kind of know what they're selling. Yeah, no, totally. And it makes, you know? it, it makes sense. It used to really annoy me, and it still kind of does to a certain extent. And it means you've got to throw a lot of your... Like you output away <laughs> yeah. as well you know yeah 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 because i mean there's if you are going to go down a, a, a particular style then it's going to be something that you're going to be comfortable with for a long period of time and yeah. you're probably not going to get fed up with or also does this have a lifespan or is this something that you know it might be in well, vogue there, now, there, but... there is the gamble isn't it really you know yeah and like you say being happy with it like someone was saying on a the other day i can't remember what i was listening to about like Sergeant Peppers and the Beatles, like we're just sick of being the Beatles, you know. So mm. they kind of like, well, let's just be Sergeant Peppers, and that's what Sergeant Peppers was about, you know. Kind of that we'll just become someone else, so we can make something else, you know. And it's kind of it's the way of them. Probably they were probably quite bored of who they were, maybe at that point. So it's a kind of a clever way of reinventing yourself, you know. Like loads of artists do it, like you know, um, Outcast doing it, you know. Kind of there's loads of you know Bob Dylan. I'd, loads of guises didn't he and yeah, yeah, Prince yeah. became a symbol I don't think that was just about the record label though wasn't it Bowie Bowie yeah Bowie he's the classic example of it isn't he yeah yeah. but I think that a lot of those changes Bowie were... was the, is the king of that he is yeah, the yeah, king yeah, of yeah, that yeah, but yeah. Now a lot of it was actually born out of frustration he got bored quite quickly yeah yeah like a shapeshifter yeah Bjork and there's another one mm. isn't it you know you, are you comparing yourself to Bowie and Bjork I'm basically comparing myself to Bowie yeah no I'm not <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just a spider from Mars, mate. I'm not I'm not definitely not David Bowie. I don't know. Unless I'm gonna have this crazy like purple patch Renaissance period in my forties, then well maybe, but I can't see it, mate. I'm time poor. <laughs> <laughs> so um speaking of that, that's a good that's a nice segue into the next question, which is what is what what is on the horizon for you what where do you want to go mate because i know i know we have this conversation quite a lot every time i meet you and um, we have a few beers i get onto this because yeah. i actually go right okay because I'm, I'm kind of self-reflecting as well and i'm always like what's next where do i go what's what's going to excite me and then you go oh, I've, I've just done this thing where i'm taking pictures of pylons yeah no i'd like to have a show i'd like to show some work i kind of like i've been procrastinating on that over a few years i'd like to sort of find the time to step back from the work and get a lot of other, other opinions on the work and kind of uh, distill it yeah. and then move into it. I like shooting, shooting commercials, especially when they're creative and um, I like working with people. I just think it'd be good to work on some bigger projects, that, that I'm, stuff that I'm challenged on. And I'd like to sort of make more of my own work mm. and show some more, more of my own work, but not commercial work. And it's kind of hard when you're busy shooting and uh, we've all got busy lives outside of work as well. So, But if we just be... Um, focused on I suppose what I want you know and I, I wouldn't want to kind of do a big studio shoot I just want to I think like the, that's another good thing I mean like you got to take a leaf out of young people's book and the way they use social media and the way they approach people and mm. these communities are kind of formed and you know and like that Vicky Grout who she shoots all grime artists she's a vice photographer I think but 
it's just her in a 5D and a 50mm prime lens, but it's like she's just in that scene and yeah. entrenched in it. And like, so it's kind of, so it becomes more like documentary than just kind of like commercial jobs. It's like, it's quite nice, you know. Obviously, it's not, I'm like, 42 year old white guy so it's kind of you know I might miss the boat on the grime scene but, but you know but I'm just saying that there are ways of you know um, I, I did you know I was shooting up in the up in the highlands of Scotland shooting fishermen and stuff it's like it's interesting it's cool you know maybe like some more of these self-directed projects where you just go out and meet people yeah. who interest you you know stuff like that but it's time isn't it a lot of it and 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 drive, <laughs> you know, which you're not, you're not lacking in. And I, I've, I've, got, I've got drive as well, but it's kind of um, when your week fills up and it might not be, as, I think it's about making the time, you know, to do what you want to do, you know. Do you know what? Remembering why you got into it in the first place. Is the you best have to do it. that every day to remember, yeah. try and put, set your mind back to when, you know, when I was a teenager and go, this is what I want to do in my life. Yeah, I used to dream about being a photographer, so and now I am one, so you got to remember that. You got, you you're kind of owe your younger self that. Oh, That's God, how I yeah. feel about it. I'm no, like, totally. I remember like, like don't I let yourself down. I remember I was like working on in Tesco and like kind of not living right and going out clubbing and at sixth form and stuff. And I remember Dad said to me, you know, you got, I got. I've got you an interview. My my aunt was quite high up in environmental health at Salford Council, so they got me a job as a trainee planner, and I got it. And I it was like I was like spudding train spotting. I was doing my best to fuck up this interview. <laughs> you know, I was like, I really didn't want this job, and I got it. And I was like, I'm not doing it. You fl- flung shit on anyone? No, I wasn't quite that bad. But I just didn't do it because something because my cousin had just graduated from Manchester School of Art, and I'd been to her show. And I just kind of something in my mind thought, like, I want to do something like that. So my dad went ballistic for a couple of days. and But I, I suppose I did then after that sort of sort my head out and start working and, you know, and became more focused and stuff because otherwise I probably would have had nowhere to live. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was kind of those sort of moments that you kind of could quite easily have just gone down a different avenue and not ended up doing this thing. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you made that decision, dude, because you're a fucking legend. <laughs> no, you're too kind. No, 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 no. I I, I would, uh, you know, I always recommend you to anyone who is looking for a photographer for anything. Really, um, she, she usually just like shoots, um, but like, yeah. But so it's always good to work with you guys. We've done some great stuff. Yeah. No, I've enjoyed this. I was my first podcast. Did do okay. <laughs> this could be a lot of. Editing. One thing I can do is talk. <laughs> Oh yeah, another, another one more tip. Oh, Don't talk as much as this when you're on set shooting stills because you'll just drive everybody nuts. No, no. <laughs> Do you know, if anything, you're you're a great, you are a really good motivator on on set as well because if I'm kind of like buried under, you know, whatever is going on on, on, the, on, on the, the shoot. Storm, aren't you, as a director, yeah. Yeah, but like I can always count on you to keep morale up. Yeah, lighten the mood, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I do jestering in my part-time as well. <laughs> All right, fella. Went to jester school. <laughs> What's that? I can't see what I'm wearing a jester hat now, a jester hat now actually. So, but I've got to keep very still because you, you, the, the bells will ruin the sound. So like, I'm not moving. There's only one bell in this room. <laughs> oh, here we go. It always generates at this time of night. Oh, on that note. <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> Cheers, Paul. My pleasure, my pleasure. So, Scott Kershaw, um, I really enjoyed talking to Scott because he really, he really opened my eyes to you know the the sort of ins and outs and um, 
what, what, what a photographer has to deal with uh, on set and um, really understand that it's not just it's not just you that's got stressful things on your plate everyone else has got a job to do um, and it's good to be mindful of that I think um, please do if this isn't at all interesting or you're getting anything from this or you're not getting anything from this please let me know I've literally just set up a, um, a Twitter account beyond film podcast Twitter account so please do leave a comment uh, on there um, DM me or whatever, like get in contact, let me know. Uh, somebody did say uh, the other day that there's no women on the podcast. There will be. We're only four episodes in and uh, that will happen. So don't worry. And uh, yeah, please do, you know, feedback. Um, this is this is all very new and um, I'm just going to I'm just going straight into it. So I, I guess I'll, I'll be making mistakes and I can only learn if I get some feedback from you guys. Okay, cool. Well, um, I can't wait for you guys to, uh, to hear the next podcast. It's going to be a good one. And uh, yeah, I uh, hope to uh, get to speak to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Beyond Film Podcast.